Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that has taken the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Welcome, everybody, to the In Off the Bench podcast. My name is Jim Cross. DB is out tonight, but that's okay because we got a special guest host. We got a two time national champion in the house. We have Chris DeMoy, the host of the 60 Foot 6 Inch podcast, on with us tonight. And it's not even an LSU episode. That's right, we're going to Fayetteville. Episode 27 titled Living a Dream with our man Peyton Holt from Arkansas Baseball. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the biggest interview in podcasting this week with our man Peyton. All right, Peyton, our man, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How y'all? Man, we are fantastic. Anytime we get to talk college baseball with elite athletes, it's always a good night. But, you know, before we get into your story, before we get into college baseball, right now, man, MLB playoffs are going on right now. Have you by chance been watching? We have. We uh, we get in a group. We'll either play poker or just get together and we'll watch the games. And it's been pretty electric for sure. All right. So since you brought up poker and we're talking about this, if you had to lay your money down on a team right now to win it all, who are you going with? I got to go with the Phillies. There you go. There you go. go I mean, the they're hot. Like, it's, it's... – they, You can't beat a hot team. I mean, we ran into TCU last year, and they probably could have beat any team in the playoffs right now. So, Bro, true story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why y'all lost to TCU, because we had three of their players come on post-Omaha uh, – or post-the um, regionals. Anyway, they said it was that uh, IHOP breakfast they ate that morning. They all They all had – big plates they actually did what you're not supposed to do big unhealthy plates of breakfast and then trey richardson said he even got a second plate and that's exactly why he hit three home runs so whatever they were doing was worth it <laughs> so, yeah if, for anybody listening out there go hit up a ihop i mean it's not something i would do make my stomach hurt but you know yeah. each their own but uh so let me ask you man if you had a talk show like we got and you can have on any guest you want and it doesn't even have to be an athlete celebrity um you know who do you want on your show Oh, are we talking sports or are we just talking? Anything you want. Man, I got to go with uh, Joe Rogan. He has some crazy, uh, you know, just crazy thoughts that go through his head. I watched a few videos of his, and it's it's pretty pretty cool to listen to. So you're just going to shove me in the mud by going after the best podcast there is. And so that's my guy. I mean, you said the best. I mean, you could have. I mean, golly, that's not where I thought she was going to go. But it's all right. I'm going to bounce back. All right. (laughs) <laughs> so you and the boys are going to sing karaoke. Everybody has to sing. You don't have a choice, even if you have the worst voice in the world. We oh, push no. you up on stage. What song are you choosing to make it through? Dude, that's a solid question. I don't. I feel like Ice Ice Baby is just the, the pretty easy. Okay, I mean, okay. You ain't got to sing that much. You just I like that. You just, you just got the lyrics, and they're pretty pretty straightforward. The most solid answer that I usually hear is somebody will say something that's wildly popular that way the crowd will take over so they can't hear so especially like um our last tennessee guest was like i'll just go rocky top and then he's like they'll take over i won't even have to sing anymore after that so So i for for me i'm going 
I'm gonna go like Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks because everybody will sing with me. I'll yeah, be good that's, to go. That's, that's a I got. I did some. I did some homework, Jim. You gave me, and I had to think. And I think the only time I've done karaoke, and Peyton's like so young, like he's never even probably heard this song. But Beastie Boys, Paul Revere. Paul Revere. I know the Beastie Boys. Sabotage. Yeah, my dad. There you go. There you go. You're like, yeah, I'm oh, the same yeah. age as your dad. Do you think yeah, you yeah, can so. handle doing Beastie Boys though, man? You got a break. Do like you have to. I can do energy. Paul Revere. Well, no, I Paul believe Revere, you, Peyton. Right. I'm talking about Chris. Chris, do you have oh, the energy? Dude. This is how old I am. Paul Revere got released when I was like in fifth grade, bro. And that thing, obviously in the tape, Peyton doesn't know what a tape is, but the tape, I got Paul Revere on lock, bro. That shows, that actually shows because he brought up Sabotage. Sabotage came out ironically, no no joke, because you said that came out when I was in fifth grade because I had the CD. So that shows, because there's obviously the years gap between me and you, that they were putting out albums, you know, what we, what we say, we got like eight years between us or something. So yeah, there was- yeah. Still kill Come on, man. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with a wiffle ball back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the fun one, Peyton, man. Growing right. up, who was your biggest celebrity crush? Oh, dude. Prime Megan Fox. I mean, Transformers. You can't okay. beat, you can't beat okay. that. That's solid. That's, that's, that's solid. <laughs> no, no issues here at all. All right. This one got to know, man. Favorite athlete all time. All time. That's uh man. I had to, I gotta go with LeBron James. Oh see now you mess with their age, yeah. Y'all are probably like big MJ guys. So I, this I, show started on the we started the show before we started interviewing college athletes. We were just messing around during COVID. And this all started off the last dance was how we started this show. We were huge MJ guys. So, yeah, we yeah. take major offense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was – if I got to watch MJ play and how he played and carried, I mean, I would, he would be my favorite. But I know – growing up, I just got to watch LeBron go through the league. and You could at least say – you could at least say Kobe. He, I mean, him too. I mean, but – I mean, I really enjoyed watching LeBron play and then what while he did. So, but yeah, I mean, I have to go with him. Maybe Chris will bail you out because I'm going to ask Chris the same question. Even though he's a host, he's still a guest, so he had an answer to this question. Chris might bail you out with the worst answer. Who's who's your favorite athlete all time? I'd probably go MJ. Yeah, I, I even divide, I divided out by sports, though, too, and I went through different phases, you know. So I had, like, a different guy growing up, and then in college, when I was Peyton's age, you know, watching baseball. I would have to say Pedro just because I like to watch him pitch. I was never yeah. as good as him, but I'm like, God, I could watch Pedro pitch and Maddox, Smoltz, that whole crew. But uh, then later on, I would say uh, I like Brady and Breeze a lot too. I got to where I just like guys that won. Yeah, I just want to yeah. see the older I got, the less team. I mean, I still have favorite teams, but then I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to sit down and watch somebody, I want to see winners and dudes who are going to put eyeballs on the TV. So it, just kind of transition throughout different phases of sports. You well, know? you know how I'm a diehard Saints fan, but growing up, my dad couldn't get me to watch the Saints for the obvious reason, right? They were atrocious. They're and, uh, and I have three straight yearbook pictures where I'm wearing my Dan Marino jersey because I was rooting for <laughs> like, because the Saints weren't going to do it. For What's funny is you said titles, and now Dan still didn't get one, but he was slinging the ball around the yard. You could do that. Peyton, who's your since we just went there and went multiple sources? I, I am curious. I mean, you are a baseball player. Uh, who's your favorite baseball player all time? All time, uh, man. I I grew up a I grew up a Yankee fan watching Jeter oh. play. 
That's Watching no, Peter Chris, you can't be uh, mad at that answer, Chris. I will say this. I will say the older I – look, I hate the Yankees, and I hated Jeter. But then later on, right as he was getting out, I was like, you know what? I respect that dude. I just done – and I, I got to appreciate him, but I was more of a You Red hated Sox him guy. just because he won. He didn't have any antics to make him not likable. <laughs> he's – he's yeah. look – there's dudes that play college baseball where if they were on my team, they'd be great. I just, I just don't like Jeter. I wouldn't are we, are we referencing Tommy Hawk again? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Peyton doesn't know what's going on, but I can respect Jeter. I mean, he, he seems like he's a good dude. I can respect that. Play the game the right way. That's, that's kind of just facts. Yeah. I'm give you that. Right. Well, in order to get to talking about how you played the game right way, we got to take it back to the beginning, man. So, Peyton, where are you from? I'm from Greenwood, Arkansas. Small town. Yeah, uh, we got we got a Greenwood, Mississippi. It's very small. I'm thinking Greenwood across every southern state's probably a small. Yeah, town. yeah, that's probably a trend for sure. All right, so in this small town, man, you know what's the family dynamics? You got brothers, sisters. You got full household, or just you? What's up? So I got two younger brothers. One's a freshman, pitches at a JUCO in Oklahoma, and then uh, a younger brother that's a freshman in high school who. Um, he'll he's a catcher he plays all three sports but and then I got mom and dad at home so with these younger brothers man other than pounding on them from time to time did you help mentor (laughs) them and help make them better baseball players I feel like pounding on them from time to time also helps do that too you know but uh (laughs) uh yeah for sure uh that was just I kind of had to grow into that you know being that mentor it's it's tough as a brother but uh once you get you kind of mature and you see that their potential and how much they look up to you. It's pretty easy to just, you know, help guide them. And my youngest, my youngest brother is going to be, you'll probably hear his name in in the upcoming years. Hopefully. yeah, That's what actually right where I was fixing to go. Uh, A lot of times we, we have athletes on here who are the younger sibling. And while their um, older sibling might've been good, they were better. And a lot of times they attribute it to, you know, their older brother, their dad, and just those who poured into them. So yeah, iron sharpens iron. When you got a family full of, full of athletes and the, the help mold each other, it can only make you better for sure. And the beatings along the way, of course. Oh yeah. (laughs) So with that, you know, growing up in Greenwood, uh, where'd you go to high school? So it's just Greenwood high school. I went there, uh, you know, Connor Nolan, either. Mm-mm. He played. He pitched here uh, two or three years ago. I went to high school with him, and uh, just was there from eighth grade up. So before I get into baseball, you know, in high school, I, you know, there's a note in there that you played football. You know, I always like to ask this question because we get some guys in here, the baseball players, and come out and talk about they they were badass at football, and then some just keep it real. They're like, man, I just played to play. So where do you fall? <laughs> I mean. I'd be wrong to tell you I was I wasn't pretty badass at it. I mean, it it, it is Arkansas football, and you kind of know how that how that is. Uh, but I mean, I I was good. I played slot, and then I played quarterback my senior year, which I was just the guy that ran around like Manziel and then tried to find the open guy. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this. Obviously, we're going to get into the baseball, like I said, and baseball was clearly your better sport. But we have guys. Like for instance, using um using a you know baseball guy from Arkansas, Connor Nolan always said he enjoyed Friday Night Lights, you know, um and obviously he went to Arkansas hoping to play both, but he enjoyed the Friday Night Lights more, even though he was better at baseball. You know, was playing football something that you maybe enjoyed more, but just wasn't what you were better at? 
actually yeah i mean just the the like the the energy that comes with the friday night lights like the fans just it's kind of a momentum game and it's it's a lot of fun you know you play with a lot of emotion in football you can't really do that with baseball you can you can get into baseball but you have to play pretty even kill to like play at your best and football you can ride the emotion a lot and that that's what was more enjoyable for me yeah no doubt so I mean, ranked the number one shortstop and the number four overall prospect in Arkansas by perfect game, number 74 shortstop nationally, number 379 overall prospect, according to uh, perfect game. So, you know, when you read off something like that, obviously you got to be starting getting recruited at an early age. Around what time did you start having colleges uh, pursue you? So the it, that was before the rule change where they're not allowed to talk to them until junior year, I think, now. Right. So I was getting some calls freshman year and then uh, sophomore year, I got my first official offer. And then I ended up only getting like four or five throughout the rest of my uh, high school career. Why do you think what, you know, being the number one um, shortstop in the state, do you think that that's maybe the lack of belief in Arkansas's baseball. I mean, because I mean, it, when you say number one in anything, it feels yeah. like four or five answers or uh, offers just ain't it. Man, I mean that. Uh, I honestly, I'll be honest. The I would say I was pretty small. Like I was, I'm five nine, but I wasn't as like filled in. Like I mean, I was kind of scrawny. I mean. So I feel like I had something to do with it. I didn't get looks from bigger schools. I got some mid-major and then some smaller D1s. And so I feel like that played a part. And then I just wasn't – I wasn't ready to play Division One baseball, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, I needed to go where I, my my journey took me. Yeah, no doubt. We have, we have a lot of guys say that. And be careful with the small thing. That's why I honestly think Chris doesn't like Tommy Hawk, which we were referencing earlier. Because <laughs> Tommy Hawk's only 5'6 on a good day. And so – he makes like a leaping catch and Chris makes sure to let me know that a normal size guy would have just been able to stand there. Yeah, and catch no, it. I, I wash, Peyton, I wash, I wash. <laughs> no, no Pey- Peyton, I, I, I appreciate that honesty though. Cause some guys, you know, it's, um, and my son played uh two years of division three football and he ended up quitting last year and just transferred back to LSU. And that's where we live. But for you to say, look, I needed to go to Juco. And yeah. said that that's what fit my plan, my path. That was what's best for me. Cause you know how some guys are, right? It's division one or bust, and they won't take anything, especially in college baseball. They have so many quote unquote mid majors that are D1. They just won't look at them unless it's Arkansas or LSU. And that's not what's best for their development. Yeah. So um, that's really refreshing to hear. So I guess I'll kind of take Jim's question <laughs> before you handed it off to me. But why Crowder? Was there something specific about Crowder that uh, turned you onto them or? Well, that. So my actual journey started, I went to, I committed to Lafayette when Robichaux was there. Okay. ULL. Yep. Yep. And I, so the summer I was supposed to go down there, I'm down there for, um, freshmen, you know, like they go down and he passed away. Yeah. And so it was like a big discussion. Like, should we like take the risk and go? Cause they're bringing a new coach. And I ended up going to UL for the, the fall. Okay. And Coach Deggs cut about like a third of the team and then brought in guys that he wanted to bring in that semester. So once I got cut, I called my parents first and then uh, called my summer coach. And I 
had a visit with Crowder that weekend, flew up, flew back home, drove up to Crowder, uh, fell in love with just how they go about their business. I mean, the facility, like it, it's a Juco, like it's not anything great, but I mean, it was enough to, you know, get to work and um, just get back on my path. And uh, the coaches there did a really good job. And so I, that's why I chose Crowder. Interesting. This is going to be a side note. This wasn't in the notes, but since you brought it up um, and Jim knows, he knows so many people and I have some friends whose sons play division one baseball, just like you, just somewhere else in the country. But can you talk a little bit about the transfer portal? And like you said, how they cut people and just, just maybe give fans some insight in the fact that we didn't have that when I went to school, it wasn't even close to that, but just the stress and how things change yeah. almost on a semester to semester basis. And and just talk a little bit about that and just your thoughts on it. Good, bad, and different. Cause yeah. obviously it affected you, you know, I'm yeah. just curious about that. So I would say currently it's more like a business now. I mean, it's like pro ball. You, you have guys that are like free agents. They can just enter the portal and it's pretty much like an auction, whatever with all the NIL money that everyone has now, it's like, okay, we will pay you this amount and give you a scholarship. And then other schools can, see their see their offer and either match it or give them more and it's pretty much like an, an auction for like players now and so like they they can go into the portal and they have schools calling them and uh they just choose whatever school that they they want to go to that's paying them however much they want and i mean for it's nice that college athletes are getting paid now but I think it's kind of ruining the aspect of recruiting because mm. a lot of schools are are just gonna stop recruiting f freshmen they'll just get a couple freshmen that they think will will come and make a difference and then uh they'll pick guys out of the portal and I feel like it's gonna send a lot of more a lot more people to uh Juco than in the past I mean a lot of people would just go to a D1 be there for a year either redshirt or just try and get better and get some ABs. And then, uh, but now it's like, if you're not going to go start, it's better to go Juco because they're bringing in so many guys through the portal. Yeah. Chris, and think about this, you know, I sent you a message in our group, you know, Peyton, this isn't just synonymous, obviously with baseball. And he was talking about his son with football. Um, my daughter was really wanting to play SEC soccer. She's a senior. She's being getting offers. And I told Chris, I said, I'm so glad that she didn't get an offer from LSU, for instance, which was her top school, because she never would have got off the bench. And we we ain't going to college to sit on the bench. That's not what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so she's a little disappointed. You know, she's either going to be picking from one of these lower D ones or uh better D two or D three. And it's like, but you're going to get to play. Like, I don't, I just don't think she gets it. She, she sees the glam of the school and thinks that's where she want to be. But once you sit on that bench for long enough, you're like, man, I made the wrong decision. For sure. I feel like a lot of kids are like going to schools for the, for the title, for the Jersey, not like what's on the front, but really, if I could give any advice to like younger kids that are trying to make that decision, it'd be to go play, get better, develop your tools. And cause once you do that, you're going to get picked by either the same school or a better school. And you're going to go there and you're going to actually play and make a difference. I mean, more, more than half the guests we've had on this show, Chris went through a Juco or a D2 and then ultimately ended up drafted. I mean, so, so some, you know, even first, second round picks, like, so this whole idea that, Oh, you can't start that route. Um, facts and evidence say differently 
Yeah, I mean, just the way it is now, a lot of times, if you're, that's like Gervais a couple of years ago, right? I think he came from a D3. Tyler, they, Tyler College, D3, and then yeah. he ended up going, no, he went to JUCO after. He went D3 to JUCO to LSU, and it was actually that summer in the Cape, he was with yeah. Beloso and got yeah. noticed. It's it's uh, crazy just um, how that stuff works. But let's get back to you, Peyton, and, and your path, you know, so – you had a COVID year in 2020, which was short, and I think you only played uh, 17 games at Crowder. Then you had 2021 and then uh, 2022 at uh, Crowder. So through two full seasons and shortened COVID, you batted even 400 with 23 bombs, 150 – Jesus, 151 RBIs. Good Lord, man. That's amazing. And 163 runs. And the other thing I found out, Jim didn't have any stats, but I looked it up because I was looking at your stats from Arkansas. You were 35 of 38 in stolen bases in JUCO. So very impressive. Obviously, you can run, and you were a slot guy, like you said. So just talk to us a little about a little bit about you know what you learned while you were at Crowder, what you worked on, how your game developed, you know, and and just uh, how you felt about your success at that level. So I think the main thing that I developed at Crowder was uh, the, like defense and like footwork and like how to go approach a ground ball like coming in or like a backhand because like in high school you're really just taught like get in front of the ball, field it, and throw it, and I just was good enough at that to like make a difference. But once I got to that JUCO, <clears throat> Coach Lallman did a really good job teaching us like the footwork and uh, all the aspects of infield that make you a top tier infielder. Uh, hitting wise, you know, the hitting coach did a really good job with approaches and um, a lot of guys, JUCOs are just like trying to like hit bombs and stuff. And like, we really focus on, you know, working gap to gap and, um, we would watch film and like go through approaches, which is, I feel like it's kind of rare at some, ju I mean, most JUCOs, you're not really going over approaches with like two strikes, what you're supposed to do, like shoot the fastball, you know, foul or whatever, and just be on the off speed or, you know, just different things with different guys. And I think that really helped me like develop my own approach that I use now. And so I think uh, that really was beneficial for me to go there and, get to like learn the approach. Cause like at Lafayette, it was really just like, we're just doing drills. And if you could hit, you could hit, if you couldn't, then you were left out from to fend for yourself. Yeah. We recruited you to, we, you could hit, that's why we recruited you. And so yeah. when you get here, we're not going to, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's kind of, a, I've heard some programs like that, a little bit of backwards way of thinking, but obviously with all that success at Crowder and I have a theory, you lived an hour. I looked it up. So Crowder is an hour north of Fayetteville. You grew up an hour south of Fayetteville. So I, I, my, I just think you like to stay within an hour of Fayetteville, personally. I just don't think you like to go outside that radius. Yeah. No, but is there anybody else that recruited you out of Crowder besides uh, Arkansas? Were you looking anywhere else, or were you there, were, there were a few? There were a few schools. I mean, I had a couple. I had a couple um, Power Five um, offers, and then I had a like uh, a few mid major. But when after talking to like. Uh, coach Thompson and you know just being close to home what they were uh offering me and everything and so I was just like yeah I mean I, I want to be a hog I've always wanted to be since I was four or five yeah and it's hard not to want to be a hog growing up an hour away from Fayetteville yeah no I completely understand obviously so you get the you get to Arkansas look I'm an LSU fan, but I'm jealous of those facilities in terms of the stadium. It's an amazing yeah. environment. Obviously, LSU travels up there. I know Jim's probably going to be there. Uh, he sent us a schedule. I think he's already making the trip, but uh, who knows? I may show up there. But when you look at the facilities, some of the best in the country, the fans, et cetera. So was it more 
exciting for you or a little overwhelming when you walk onto campus, you walk into that first team meeting, you go on the field, you're like, damn, I'm here. Like I'm here. So how did, how did you, how did those first couple of weeks go? It was kind of surreal. I mean, <clears throat> I've dreamt about that for a long time. And the first week it was like, I wasn't actually there. Like I didn't feel like it was just, it was just kind of like weird experience. Cause I mean, I, I actually got to be a part of it. And so like, I would go through the facilities and like just in awe of everything. So that was actually my first time being going through the facilities was my first week there. I didn't get a visit oh, wow. or anything. Wow. And so wow. like I was just taking it all in and it, it kind of didn't even feel like I was like there. It was weird. But once I got used to it, it was just like, wow, like I'm like I made it here. And it's 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 been a ride for sure. Chris, I've been yeah. in all the baseball weight rooms. Arkansas has it. Number one. It's not even a question. Peyton, do you have y'all's own baseball specific weight rooms about the stadium? We is do. It, uh, is it out there in right field or that new facility? Yeah, I guess? it's in the new, it's in the new building in right field. It's like, right. We walk out the log room and there's our like nutrition center. And then yeah. it's right on the other side of that. It's um, it just means more, right? I mean, Ole Miss new stuff. LSU has their stuff in house now. Um, yeah, the, the facilities it's, I mean, you think about where you came from at Crowder, right? Yeah. <laughs> Juco yeah. people don't know. We're, what working, Juco we're working out on the YMCA. <laughs> Right off campus, raking the dirt after the game. Well, you, right? you, you think about your own field maintenance. You think yeah. about what you think about what Skeens told us, Chris. Right at Air Force, he was like, "Man, they didn't invest any money in Air Force." He's like, "We didn't even have a good set of weights, <laughs> like, no, let alone a nutritionist." I know, yeah. I know. So it's uh, it's it's that's good. I mean, y'all deserve all that stuff. There's no doubt about it. But last year, you slashed three ninety two. Uh, four eighty nine and five eighty one was your slash line. So really on par with what you did in JUCO. So. Obviously, once you got used to everything, you figured out where you fit in. You saw the competition. You made it through fall. You know, did you did you have a plan in terms of your first year at Arkansas? Did you, um, you know, obviously you're gonna have high expectations for yourself. Did you think you would have that much success in the SEC? You know, because you did in 31 games in 19, 31, I think 31 games you played, 19 games started. I mean, the hell, they hit 392. That's fabulous. You know what I mean? Man, I mean, I you always have that confidence like for yourself um, after the fall. I had a rough fall and I was just like, man, I'm just hoping to, to get some opportunities to play and just be a part of the team. I was just going to be the best teammate I could be. And then uh, got, got some playing time. I did, I did okay. You know, they were, they were mostly midweek games. I got a few weekend starts. And then once I started starting in the, in the SEC play, uh, the first weekend at Mississippi State, it was kind of like nerve wracking. I mean, first SEC start, like this is what it's about. This is why I came here. And so like, I didn't do great that weekend, but once we got in the groove, like I started getting comfortable playing with the guys, like like for uh, like, it, it was it was just, it was, it was fun. So I finally got in that groove and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was overly confident. I just went out there and played as hard as I could and that's all I could do and everything else just would fall into place. Yeah, I mean, it's um, really quick uh, on the stolen bases. So you were six out of six this past year for Arkansas. Like I said, you were 35 or 38 in JUCO. So is that something that's always been part of your game? I mean, look, they had, you know, Hosenberg, I think, had like uh, 13 and then had a couple guys with seven this past year for Arkansas, and you were right there with six. And you had like, you know, less 100 less at-bats than Josenberger. So, I mean, obviously you would have more probably stolen bases. So is that something you pride yourself on? We're going to see more of that this year from you? I I learned to steal bags really well at JUCO. That was one thing that the the coach Lawman did a really good job was was teaching how to teach in base running. And Coach Van Horn does a really good job of it as well. It's just 
coming from a Juco, like you kind of already had it, had that tool in, in my bag. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a big part of my game. Some of those are delay steals that are really hard to defend. They're almost automatic uh, stolen bags. And so for the most part, I try to steal when I know I can get there. I don't, there's some times where I'm just, I read the catcher signs. I can get, I can, I can peek. I'm just trying to play the game within the game. Gotcha. Uh, like stealing accounts, certain counts, like O2, you're expecting like a breaking ball. But uh, it, I mean, I'm going to try and steal a lot this year just because it's, it's really beneficial to, to take away that force out and uh, get a runner at second with Weston two is big. Especially we're we're jealous, Peyton. We don't steal at LSU, man. Me and Chris get frustrated. I think I think it's going to change this year. I think it's going to change a little. Yeah, bit. I heard that last year too, bro. <laughs> I, I I believe when I see it. I think Jay. Well, yeah, last year when you hit 144 home runs, I don't. Yeah, think I don't, you don't got to steal that many bags. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, all right, so Peyton, look, you only had two errors last season. You know, was, was there any added pressure? You know, coming to Arkansas, playing in the middle infield, coming from guys that were previously there, like Robert Moore. Obviously, Stovall was there. And he's still there, obviously. But uh, any any pressure playing up the middle over there? Man, those two – the two errors were actually in the same game against Louisiana Tech. And I wouldn't say there's pressure. I mean, we're, we're, we're there for a reason. Um, yeah. We're all – there's obviously different levels of, of skill, but we're all we're there for a reason. So I don't think the pressure is that overwhelming. I mean, some, you, you either let it get to or you don't. And I feel like for the most part I did a pretty good job, you know, keeping a level head with, with the nerves and everything. And coach expects us to play defense. We work on it every day. Right. And so every, when you work on it that much, almost every play seems routine. And obviously you have the, the ones that are diving that either make the play or it's not an error. So those are pretty much winner, win, win. Well, the reason so, I put that in, the reason I put that in there, Chris, is because, you know, that was what a lot of the Arkansas fan base's biggest question was because when you have Jalen battles and Robert Moore in the middle infield, the best middle infield, yeah. undoubtedly. It, you yeah. know, your big question is going to be the guys replacing them, right? It's not it's not Peyton or them's fault. It's just that's natural, right? When you lose yeah. two dudes like that, you worry about is your middle infield going to be sharp like it was? Yeah, all that early work paying off, man. But uh, kind of wrapping up here on your uh, on your year last year. So, you know, you kind of got on a bit of a heater. Like you said, you started starting some games, uh, getting confident and feeling comfortable in SEC play against Carolina, Vanderbilt, you know, LSU or A&M, and uh, then going into the regional. So I guess you had a little bit of injury heading into the regional. So what was that like? You know, what, what happened there? And how did you – I guess how did you come out of it, you know, going into the summer? Uh, okay, so it was my rib that connects to my back would pop out. Uh, wow. Yeah, it would pop out. And I was – it started the beginning of the Vandy series, and I would just have to get it set. Like they go – like I'd lay on my back or on my stomach – and they'd set my back, and I'd have to get it once or twice a game, just set. Yeah, and so we were doing that, Vandy, so for like three or four weeks. And we came back to the regional, and, like, it was still bothering me. And uh, first game, uh, it was the last inning, or second to last. It was the eighth, and um, got up to bat, pulled a ball. I lined out, and when I swung, it popped out, and it, like, fully popped out and the muscles around it uh, spasm and locked up. And like, I couldn't, I could barely breathe, like couldn't get off the feet, like it was bad. And so it took me two weeks to be able to fully have mobile, like move around without it hurting. And so the whole summer we 
I really didn't lift like a lot of heavy weights. It was mainly like doing stuff to limber me up, uh, doing yoga, like mobility, just a bunch of that to like try and prevent it. And it, it'll bother me every now and again, but for the most part, we, we've kept it, you know, pretty minimal. Bro, Chris, he could have played for my team any day because if it happened during Vandy, that means he then went and played LSU and A&M and had multi-hits while he had that sticking out his back. That's a fact. I can't imagine swinging with that injury, just all the yeah. torque and the twisting. I mean, is that yeah. how you heard it was swinging? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what they think. It was from all just from swinging a lot. And I made a makeshift uh, mouthpiece out of some tape and I would wear it at the plate. So just for the pain, I mean, cause like, I didn't want to come out, man. I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm getting a bigger joke. fan by the second, bro. He had that I football like, mentality. Bro. I still, I, I, still have it my, I still have it in my locker, you know, just to like, look at it. And I remember like, then I went and they that. say they say baseball ain't got tough guys, man. Come come check out our guy Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of them. Plenty of them. So, you know, let's get into fall ball, man. Uh, you know, uh, I want to start with making you wait a second, Peyton. I'm gonna get you a scouting report. Chris Chris was at LSU fall ball uh this week. Chris, man, for the listeners, Arkansas, SEC, you know, obviously we have a fan base from home. Tell us what you saw out there from the the defending national champions. Yeah, so full disclaimer, I was only I've only made one scrimmage, so they've had like five or six. So I was out there Sunday and uh Saturday is for the boys, but Sunday at LSU is apparently for the lefties. Cause I saw five of them throw, and they still have four more that I didn't see throw. So LSU has a plethora. Of lefties, and that kind of goes along with you know Nate Yeski coming from AM to LSU last year. I think AM, god, they must have had 12 lefties that felt like they ran out there over a weekend. Yeah. LSU's got a ton of lefties, um, some experience, you know. Um, I don't know, Arkansas has got a big time lefty who's a freshman over there right now, but I know LSU's got Cam Johnson, so he was uh, at IMG last year, and I said he was 95 from the left, funky delivery, he bumped 98, and uh, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, but. For, so it was just a miserable day out there. The wind was blowing in from left center about 10 to 15 miles an hour. So the pitchers dominated. Um, from a hitting side, it's going to look vastly different, I think, than what fans saw last year, right? There's no – Jim and I were talking before we got on the uh, on the mics with Peyton. You know, six out of the eight guys that started that College World Series national championship game are gone from the lineup, you know. So obviously uh, Tommy White's sitting out this fall. So his shoulder gets healthy. But uh, it's going to be – I think they're going to run kind of like – Peyton likes to do, you know, and Arkansas is probably going to do a little more of this year as well. I don't know how much power they're going to have some power, obviously, but it's not going to be 144 home runs worth. So it's going to be, you know, they're not going to bunt. I can't really see LSU bunting, but you may see more hit, more hit and run more doubles, maybe, maybe more manufacture. But as we discussed, Jim, I think their pitching is going to be more settled at the beginning of the year. Whereas last year you had, Skeens, and then you had we don't know because Ty Floyd was good. He was still up and down. And then you had then you had some guys kind of emerge, and then like Shores and Edwards got hurt, and you're like, who else do we have? And it was just kind of until they figured out towards the end of the SEC play, you didn't really know where Arkansas. Look, we all know who they have. I mean, those dudes are established, and they're dudes. They're absolute dudes. And Peyton could tell us more about them. Some of the best in the country. LSU is just going to look different, but I think their pitching is definitely going to be their strength of the uh, staff this year. Yeah, I'm going to be down there, obviously. Like I said, I'll meet you for, for the Lafayette uh, double exhibition. Uh, you know, went and checked out Ole Miss uh, last weekend. I'm going to check out Mississippi State this weekend, obviously, because those are the 
the close destinations. These guys decide they want to play their fall world series on like Monday and stuff. Like we can, like we can just get away Monday during the day to come watch you guys. Peyton. Thanks a lot, bro. Is that for the scouts or something? What are y'all doing on them? What's coach Van Horn doing on a Monday? It's a great question. I don't know. (laughs) Well, before I let you talk at what noon. Yeah. It was at noon. That's what I was saying. Y'all on fall break. That's the only reason. That's the only reason he was able to do this podcast tonight. Otherwise, if they would have been playing tonight, he wouldn't be here. That's yeah. why Van Horn scheduled it now because they're on fall break. So he don't want those dudes heading to the beach or something or doing something <laughs> crazy, yeah. I guess. I don't know. So uh, that's why. There you go. That's what coaches do, bro. They know. They're, they're smart. <laughs> well, before before we let him talk to us about Arkansas, I do want to say, you know, like I said, because we got an audience from the SEC – Ole Miss, man. Um, I watched some fall ball last year, and it kind of matched with the last place team that we saw. Um, did not see that. I've been four times now. Watched uh, two exhibition against Jacksonville State. Um, you got to remember Rivas and Sonia were freshmen last year. Asked to do yeah. a lot. Um, they looked really good. So then now they got that experience. You got JT Quinn. You got Riley Maddox back from injury. So you got a lot more arms, um, a lot more experience. Um, you got Leger coming back. Um, you got Groff in center field. So I expect those to be your two leaders. Um, so, you know, Luke Hill transferred over from Arizona State. So, Ridge well, kid. Yeah, yeah Ridge so, kid. yeah, no, so they, they got some talent. And like I told you before the show, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to come out and compete with Arkansas to win the West, but they're, they're definitely not going to be at the bottom. They're, I, if I was to make a prediction now, they're going to finish somewhere in the middle, just based upon what I've seen through four, uh, two inner squads and two exhibitions. But like I said, I saw them last fall and it kind of matched up with what I saw in the season. So I feel like they've definitely, um, gotten better going in this season and, and the chemistry will only build. So, you know, as we know it, as you know, we give Peyton a chance to talk about Arkansas, the, the West is going to be what it always is. Right. Chris, it's going to be a freaking gauntlet. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, and Peyton can speak to that too, but uh, yeah, I think Arkansas, like I haven't done a deep dive and you're seeing these teams in person, but if I had to guess just off what's returning, I mean, it's Arkansas LSU, I think, then I think Ole Miss and state state's, they're going to be able to absolutely swing it this year. They got a ton of dudes back. And um, can they pitch? And then I think uh, A&M takes a step back. And Auburn and um, Alabama. Alabama was my surprise pick last year. A lot of people clowned me for them, but they did really well. But they I absolutely, lost. They lost. I abs- absolutely clowned you. I told you all. Everybody laughed at me. But, but here, here's, why I'll, here's what I'll say on Arkansas, Chris. The three best returning pitchers in the SEC, two of them are from Arkansas with um Hagen Smith and Brady Tiger. And for that yeah. reason alone, that I mean, you're starting off just that much better than everybody else. Go ahead, Peyton. You can take it away. Just talk about maybe uh how the fall is shaping up, how the World Series is shaping up, and then um, you know, just just obviously what you think the outlook is for the team, you know? I kind of don't want to talk to him about fall or the World Series anymore after what I saw today. I messaged him right after. I'm disgusted. <laughs> it wasn't anything special. I mean they ended in a tie, bro. That's yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. That's, that's we got a we got a winner take all tomorrow. So hopefully that's better than a tie. Hopefully <laughs> there's no ties in baseball. What are y'all I know, doing? I know. We it it was a pitching thing. They they didn't want to finish it today. It was just no, Chris's answer to me was logical. It still wasn't acceptable though, man. Somebody's gotta win. I'll stay there all night. <laughs> they I was only got so many arms they can use, probably. That's probably what it is. Yeah. That's what it came down to. But I mean, football's going good. Um, we we got a lot of transfers. I mean, we lost a lot of guys. Uh, no doubt. We got 
two or three. Uh, we have three transfer. Our whole outfield is going to be new. Um, we lost Wagner, Josenberger, and uh, Brofen. Uh, they were they were dudes. So replacing them's going to be pretty tough. We got Diggs who will play right. Uh, he's looking good. We got a kid who probably, other than Enrique, is one of the best center fielders I've seen at tracking down balls. Uh, left field's kind of up in the air. Uh, infield's going to be – we're going to be good in the infield. We got some guys that can swing it and field it. Um, pitching, I think our pitching's uh, going to be unreal. We got – I mean, Hagen threw one time this fall. Like, they've just kind of kept him. You know, he's just been training. He came out and pitched an inning, uh, K'd the side, and I think 12 pitches hit 100. So – Hit 100? Yeah, yeah, he hit 100. It was, wow, was, that's a serious velo ball. Look, 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 let me tell you overreaction, Chris. You know, Peyton was talking about the TCU game, right? The overreaction to, like, Hagen Smith isn't, like, still, like, a top 10 guy because he had one bad game against a red hot team. It was so – it was crazy how many people jumped off the Hagen train. Like, yeah. he wasn't that dude. And I'm like, he's that's just going to make him even next year. He's ready now. Oh, it's it's – it's been pretty fun to watch him throw. I got to stand in in one of his bullpens. I mean, his splitters sitting at like 92, 93. It's some it's it's unreal. Has he, has he always had that? I thought he was like fastball slider guy. He's always had that split. I don't yeah, I don't know. I mean <laughs> he he has like five different pitches now. I, I will be able to say I will be able to say for the rest of my life, though, I did hit a bomb off him last fall. There you go. But, but I mean, that's what makes you guys the best, Peyton. You, I mean, you're you're talking about facing this guy. Obviously, you said it's just one time, but obviously, you got to do it last year. I mean, um, that and that's SEC within itself, right? Like when you get to go through inner squads and face best on best, like yeah. it prepares you for everything you got coming ahead. Especially if you're facing Brady Tiger and he's got all three pitches on. You know, good luck. Yeah, for sure. I mean, facing those two is. I mean, you're facing best of the best. We got some uh, we got some freshman arms that that should should help us out. Uh, Hunter Dietz, he pitched yeah. today. Uh, Gabe Gackle pitched today. That they're two two of the ones that stand out to me that are really going to help. What about Gage uh, Wood? How's he look? He looks good. He's been throwing really well. He kind of had like a slow start coming back after the summer, but the past three outings he's been pretty electric, and uh, he's going to be another another. Uh, attribute to that staff i mean the whole staff's good uh we got guys that are gonna help you know, is mcintyre still there yeah he's he's there he's still here he's he threw today he did he did pretty good crafty I mean, righty yeah crafty i mean really yeah. crafty righty with those get, like 92 no, get out. Like, yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean chris yeah. said it to me before the show peyton we know we know pitching wise in the sec it's it's not debatable arkansas has the most talent so it's going to be about – you talked about losing all those guys in the outfield, and obviously those guys are in the lineup. It's all going to be about that lineup, right? Like, so, you know, who are the who are the guys – obviously you you were mentioning it, but, like, in the lineup specifically, not just out in the field, who are guys that you feel like are going to step up and really take on those roles, you know, um, be integral parts of the lineup? That's – well, so – for I mean, man, we got some. We got a bunch of dudes that can hit. You can say yourself. I'll, it's all right. Just say me. I mean, not not just me. <laughs> I mean, not even just me. Like we got. I mean, I would say there's at least 15 guys that just that can just flat out hit. Wow. And there's gonna it's gonna be tough for some. 
guys to like find a spot because like there's so many guys that can hit and uh like we have four catchers right now and they're all i mean raking they're all probably batting two, 250 300 right now just finding barrels uh Diggs is just a pure hitter uh we have transfer from tarleton jack wagner he he's a professional he had a bomb hitter. today i seen that video yeah he went three for three today with a bomb he's he's really good he'll play he'll play first uh we got mclaughlin who's also a professional hitter he he didn't play a lot last year he tore his um meniscus i think in his knee but once he came back he's he he's like an automatic barrel or quality ab every every ab um yeah, I feel like I feel like the hitting side of it won't be won't be our struggle at all. I feel like defense we're gonna really have to focus up. It, defense has kind of been off and on this fall. We didn't have a great day today. Defense, most of it was just pop flies. But I mean, we're gonna the lineup's gonna be good. The defense is gonna be our main focus. I think uh, of improvement from now till till the season for sure. Yeah, and no doubt at the end of the day, um, you know, pitching wins championships right obviously you see like the home runs that won last year in Omaha but you know Chris what 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 was it it was obviously for LSU it was the arms that showed up right like obviously people are going to pay attention to the white and below so hits but we were holding teams to two or less runs that's the ultimate reason that happens and so um at the end of the day I'll always you know um value pitching over hitting and so if you if you got a premium you know set of pitchers like that you got depth in your bullpen um, that that'll be what's winning for you, and and I'll tell you this to make you feel good. You, I've got it narrowed to four teams since we started this show. I yeah, I'm bragging right now. Three for three. The receipts are on Twitter. That Pre- is preseason. I have picked the national champion every year, and I've got it narrowed to four. And right now, it's really it's really close to two, just because I'm homering LSU. And then I, for some reason, just got Tennessee in the back of my mind. But really, it's just between Wake Forest and Arkansas for me. And so I'm just going to tell you, Peyton, if I pick y'all, y'all going to win it. So, like, it's just going to happen. So just keep <laughs> keep your fingers crossed I do it. All right. I'll, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. <laughs> I, may have, I may have a little bias towards Brady Tiger. I mean, he, you see all the LSU posters right behind me, right? Yeah. Right here next to me is a Brady Tiger poster. He he was the first non-LSU poster going on the wall. I had to. That's my boy. But anyways, Chris, you got anything else before I play this game that you want to ask them about Arkansas so we can get we can get to Intel, get it back nah, to our guys? Nah. I love the scouting <laughs> report. You did a great job. You did a great job. So yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no, we look we look forward to it. I am gonna be there. Um, I got a couple series. I'm gonna um watch you guys play. Um gotta get out to bomb. I actually did not get out to bomb last year. I did I, I went and watched y'all in three different series. I went and saw y'all. Um, let's see, I went and saw you at the college baseball showdown. Um, in Arlington to start the season, saw y'all in Baton Rouge and saw y'all in Starville. So I, I saw y'all plenty, and then I saw you in Hoover. Um, so I just saw you everywhere, but where it goes down. And so I got to get out yeah. the bomb because that place is obviously rocking. Sure. But too bad it's just going to be with LSU coming into town and winning. But that's a whole nother. <laughs> All right. So the game is called This or That, and it is brought to you by our mainline sponsor, Chinook Seedery. Uh, Peyton, you ever had Chinook seeds? I have not. You have not had you know. All right. Well, I'm going to fix Missing that. Bro. Out. Uh, that's out. not his. That's not his fault. They haven't really took over this region. They're in the LSU dugout, so it's kind of not fair. But Peyton, I will fix that. I will make sure you get some seeds, and that way Sounds you can good. get back to us what the best flavor is. But nonetheless, it's brought to you by Chinook Cedary. 
Um, they are the official sponsor of USA Baseball. As a matter of fact, your boy Hagen Smith should have some because he is a uh, ambassador True. for them. But uh, this or that, you get two options, one or the other. You can't say either. You can't say both. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. What's your favorite game? Man, me and my buddies just started playing the, the new PGA game, and we've been playing that for hours, just oh. running it. There's definitely some money on those holes. Oh, no oh yeah. <laughs> definitely. I got, yeah, I got, I had to look back. Yeah. Uh, Nate Dome from Mississippi <laughs> State, the pitcher. I was trying to think who our, I had to think for a second who was our, uh, one of our guests last week. He said that too. He's on that game. Anyway, I, I told him, uh, does it get serious? And he said, yeah, man. Like, and I was like, like golden tea in a bar. You bet money serious, Chris. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, no doubt. No it gets serious real quick. All right. Are you somebody who would prefer breakfast, like a big breakfast plate for breakfast, or would you rather have breakfast for dinner? Oh, man. Breakfast for dinner. I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to end it on a, end the day on a good note. The, the last few guys have let me down. They said breakfast for breakfast. What's the one mainline item that has to be there? Waffles. Ooh, that's when <laughs> usually it's okay. bacon or eggs. He went waffles. 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 Right. I love me some good waffles. Carb loading before dinner. Oh yeah, for bedtime. I, I like anytime <laughs> there's a different answer. I, I feel it, bro. Hey, you know what? That whole before dinner, like um, the other night, Ty Floyd was talking about Chris. I don't know if you got a chance to watch Pros and Joes episode two yet. He said the night before he went out there and dealt 17 Ks, him and Joe Bear had an extra large uh Papa John's pizza and a thing of cookies. Oh and then he went out there and threw 17 Ks. How did Ks? Bro, my stomach would have hurt, especially on that oh, stage. Yeah. I'd have had the BGs, bro, let alone be able to piss yeah. good. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, what whatever works. All right. This is this is always an interesting one. All right, you're stranded on an island. Your option is to be stranded all alone or with your worst enemy. So you got somebody there. Which one are you picking? Worst enemy. Like, mm, I feel like having even have even if it's your worst enemy, I feel like having another person there betters your chance of survival. So I'm gonna go worst enemy. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. So we're trying to survive. I don't want to be alone. I'll argue with you and we'll survive together. All right, so since you got to go to both last year, which stadium and environment, so not just facility itself, but in, and environment, which stadium and environment was more impressive to you, Alex Box or Duty Noble? Alex only, Box. Only one right answer. Thank you. Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> don't, if was, you don't think I'm going to cut that clip and put it on Twitter later, Chris, you're wrong. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I mean, it was unreal. I didn't even play. I was just sitting there. And I was like, "Wow!" And, I mean, and, yeah, LSU had what Arkansas and Tennessee back to back, dude. That place was nuts. Back to back weekend. Yeah, were y'all number one at the time? I can't I think we were. Yeah, we were I think y'all were against us for sure, and it was it was bumping. Yeah, we didn't yeah. fall off number one. I think until uh, state, probably state. No, state was later. We we fell before that because Wake took it over. We okay. lost to Kentucky, South Carolina and Kentucky, the consecutive series. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, right. That's right. But but I have to bring this up. I hate to reference the pros and Joe's episode again, Peyton. But dude, the best dagger was thrown by Ty Floyd to Paul Skeens. He and it has to do with your teammate. So we were talking about how Cincinnati had drafted 
Rhett Louder, him and Hunter Holland. And, yeah. uh, and he was like, of course, I mean, I mean, you could not have made better picks. He first, he starts talking about Rhett and then he gets, I mean, Hunter Holland, I mean, Paul, he beat you twice. I mean, <laughs> does there get a better pick on that? And I was like, dang, did he just yeah. do that to him? And, and, and I was there for both of them. It is a fact The the man lost yeah. two games and they were both to Arkansas and Hunter. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter had his number. What can you say? Um, <laughs> Would you rather own a massive yacht or your own private jet? Private jet. I mean, you can go anywhere with it. Private. I go anywhere with my yacht. It just takes longer, bro. I'm going yeah. yacht. I would. I would go with the yacht. I think. I'm a water guy. That's. I mean, it's it's all it's all preference. But yeah, you can't go wrong with either answer. That's the thing. Yeah. All right. This is this is the money question. This is the hard question. This is what we end on. All right, so Peyton, I'll walk into your room right now. I got a duffel bag. It's got $1 million cash, and I put it there, and then right next to it, I put a national championship ring. What do you want, man? The million dollars? I'm taking the ring. I'm taking the ring in a heartbeat. <laughs> no doubt, bro. <laughs> I'm taking the ring in a heartbeat. <laughs> hey, you're, you're not the uh, – I mean, there's been, there's been a few that have said, you know, get it back. Uh, no surprise, Chris, Brock Wilkin goes, Man, that I had such a salty taste. He goes, man, give me that national championship. Tommy Hawk comes right behind him. He says, give me the damn bag. Like, he was like, man, he did nah, not care about the championship. Nah, he wanted the money. Forget that, man. You can't yeah. replace them championships, man. No, you can spend that money in a year. That championship will be remembered for a long time. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the – well, I rephrased it for uh for the guys because they had just won the national championship. And so when you ask it like this, check this out. So you rephrase it and you say, lose all the – so think about how much money Skeens and Ty Floyd just made. I said, yeah. lose all the money you've earned this year or lose the memories you gained. Now that changes perspectives. But they both still said keep the memories. And I said, yeah. Paul, you just got a nine-plus million-dollar signing bonus. You just tossing it all away. He said, yep. Yeah, that's a solid answer. They ain't got kids yet. I'm telling you, right, Chris? Don't, don't even you, you feel me on that? I mean, I need. Some Bro, I got bills to pay, but I I will say this though: like we have some alumni thing on Friday at LSU, and, and Peyton knows, and Jim, you've been around enough a million of these kids over the past couple of years. Like, them dudes are your brothers for life. You know, you can't replace those guys, and so, uh, yeah. But we do have bills to pay, Jim. To which, Chris, to Chris if hey, Chris, if I offered <laughs> you, if I offered you money for that national championship ring of yours, you ain't giving it up. Yeah, because I got another one, bro. I got two. So you can well, have I want one. them both. I want them both. I mean, I meant I meant I meant he both. Give up one, he ain't giving them up both. I so give one, one. one million dollars for both of them. We ain't talking. Nah, bro. Oof. I do need a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna keep the rings, bro. I'm well, keep well, hopefully, you know, Peyton, Peyton, even though we're LSU guys, I don't root against anybody who comes on here. So man, I hope that you do get your ring. Obviously, like said Brady Hagan, all those guys are guests. So, you know, obviously it means a lot of guys that are good dudes uh, are able to do that. So it'll be best of luck to you this season. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote before you get off here? You know, um, you have any merchandise or anything like that? I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to start getting into uh, trying to get some merch for the season for sure. But as of right now, man, I don't. Well, I will message you when this episode's asked, uh, done. I will make sure you get a poster like Brady Tiger and Hagen Smith from the Athletic Collection. They're one of our um, many sponsors. Get you, get you a poster out there. Put you up on my wall next. I'll put you. I'll put you next to Brady. Um, but hey. with that, man, your IG for anybody who wants to follow you, if you don't mind, is you know it's Peyton C Holt. 
And obviously, Razorback BSB, man, y'all have one of the best, you know, creative teams, man. The content mm-hmm. is is great. Um, and being able to, see, like I said, you know, I wasn't there today. I was still able to see all the bombs. I was be able to see the celebrations, the fun amongst the guys. And so, um, if you're not following Arkansas BSB or Razorback BSB on Instagram, do it. Go check out Peyton. You know, be able to follow him. But you know, Peyton, we appreciate having you, man. It's been a blast. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was fun. All right. So if you like hearing Peyton's story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share on Facebook, retweet us on Twitter, listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Next episode is actually pros and Joes with Chase Dolander and Andrew Lindsay, followed by our next IOTV episode. We're staying in Fayetteville with superstar gymnast from Arkansas, Reese Droder. But in the meantime, remember strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.